Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Goodland, the land where everything is good, because what is better than hanging out with two best friends? I am one of those best friends, Norrin Shearer. And I'm the other, Michael Bantower. How was your week, Norrin? Michael, my week was pretty good. I was pretty busy this week. Um, I feel like I'm going to say that every week from now on. Because that's what <laughs> I think that's part of life. Yeah, that's what working does. So I, I was busy with work all week. And I just I dove in to a lot of new projects this week. Um, I don't know why, but I've been having this like just kind of creative bug. I've just been feeling the need to make things and and put them out there. So I started my streaming channel. Um, so I got a Twitch channel set up as well as a YouTube channel for the Twitch. Um, so I guess if you are into Twitch, check me out Everweld underscore on Twitch um, and on YouTube if you want to see me be really bad at video games. So I started that. So I designed the logo for myself. I tried to set up my stream layout as best I could. And then I decided that I wanted to get into some YouTube videos on my personal channel as well. So I started putting together research for, I, I want to do like movie and TV and video game like reviews and video essays. So I started researching and scripting for the first video that I want to do for that. So that has also been taking some time as well as editing this show and dungeon stories. So I've been I've been putting putting myself out there in a few different kind of creative projects recently. So that's felt good. And then yesterday Jared and I went to the comic shop and we picked up comics like we do every week we went to lunch mongolian barbecue and then we went and watched raya and the last dragon in theaters um and that was really good it was really good i saw godzilla versus kong last week and that movie was not very good it was fun but it was not very good uh raya and the last dragon was both fun and good so nice i was was wondering how that would turn out yeah what about you? How's your week? Uh, not too busy, except for I have school starting Monday, tomorrow. I've got my next semester of school starting. So that's pretty stressful, but like exciting at the same time, especially because I'm going to be like working at the same time as going to school. So I'm, I'm trying to balance that. And then my wife is also doing a huge project um, with her business, her floral business. So we've got a big project coming up on next Saturday. So there's a lot of things happening. So it's been pretty busy, but also, you know, it, it's all good things. Kind of like you said, a a lot of projects going on, but like all good things. So. Yeah. Right on. Well, um, how's, how's your gardening stuff going? How's that coming along? I know you've been sending me plant Snapchats. Yeah. Oh man. I love plants. Um, if anyone hasn't seen my plants, add me on Snapchat or message me asking to see my plants because um, I have a lot. I, I, every time I like travel, um, you know, outside of Rexburg, I always pick up a few plants. So <laughs> it's, you know, about once a month, I'll grab a few new plants. So yeah, I've got quite a bit. I My most recent purchase that you've seen, I bought a um a bunch of plants oh come on why am i forgetting their name (laughs) um i bought a whole bunch of clematis there we go i Mm. bought a whole bunch of different kinds i can't remember the name but i bought a whole bunch of clematis because i want some viney flowers growing up the outside of my house so more plants to come i'll keep you guys updated (laughs) as the weeks go by plant watch Um, yeah plant watch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll send out regular updates, but uh, Norrin, how about you? Do you have any plans? I don't, but my father does. He has gotten into gardening uh, very intensely since the weather has started to kind of turn nicer. So he's redoing our entire backyard. Um, he's building uh, raised beds that he's putting in the ground 
and he has basically has the backyard kind of marked off. So he has this path that's going to go through it, the stone path. And then the other places are going to be like meadows, basically. So he's going to let the grass grow really long and he's put a bunch of flowers and bushes in there. So it's going to grow into this like tall kind of wild meadow look. And then he's got the path that'll lead you through it. He's going to build his own greenhouse in the backyard and he's got a couple different beds going back there. So I've been helping with that. So they're not, it's not my own gardening, but I have been assisting in my dad's big project. We just built um, another raised bed earlier today, this morning. So, wow, man, that is awesome. I would not have expected that from your dad, but that is so cool. Yeah. In, in classic, my father fashion, um, when he finds a new hobby, he gets into it very intensely like right away. True. That, um, that does sound familiar. I know so he, <laughs> he has had a lot of hobbies over the years that have kind of come and gone, but each one of them, he has embraced with, with fervor. <laughs> and I still remember when we were getting into disc golfing, all of a sudden, like he was watching YouTube videos of it. And then like two days later, he had a bag that was like two feet long, full of different discs of different weights. <laughs> and that's just, that's just how he is. That's good old Billy goat. Good old Billy Goat. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, why don't you tell us what we're doing this week? Tell us what yeah. our plan is for this episode. Yeah. So this week, Norrin and I gathered a list of words. Each of us has uh, a random list of words, maybe not so random, but we're each going to read them to each other and see what the other's reaction is. We're going to kind of give a little bit of personal dictionary so I would read a word you know an example would be pizza and then Norrin would be able to tell us what would Norrin's dictionary on pizza be it could be a good memory of pizza it could just be his perception um, or his thoughts on the words but we will give we will be able to give you our personal dictionary we decided that we should create a dictionary for Goodland with yeah this is the words. official official Goodland dictionary um, if when you come and stay in Goodland, you have to use words out of this book. If you, mm-hmm. I mean, you can use obviously, you know, Goodland is a place for everybody, so any language is accepted. But the primary, like these are going to be like the most important aspects of Goodland culture, <laughs> things like pizza <laughs> and stuff this, like that. This is the the first edition of the dictionary. You know, <laughs> in each in each culture in each language. You know, there are translations of words, but they all mean something slightly different. This is good lands. This is specific so. to the valley. So, <laughs> yes. Um, well, Michael, do you want to start? Do you want to? Yeah, sure. All right, Norrin. Um, here is one word that I think we should add to the dictionary. Um, this word is nerf. N-E-R-F. What, what would this say? What is Norrin's experience with nerf? Yeah, so I, I have probably extensive history with Nerf, and uh, um, what really comes to mind, what really stands out, is specifically the uh, the Nerf weapons like swords and battle axes and and, and those kinds of things. Um, I just remember being children and taking these Nerf blades and staging massive battles in the backyard of my house, like jumping off the trampoline with two-handed broadswords coming down on top of one another. Um, I remember one time specifically, I was I was in elementary school at the time, and I was hanging out with our buddy Keaton at his house, and we were playing with Nerf swords in his front yard, and I turned to run away from him, and I ran into the light post that was in his front yard and I hit it with my face and it cut me clear from like my eye down to my lip. And it was oh just like bleeding down the side of my face and it ended up scarring. Like I had a scar there for a little while. My mom got me the special cream that I could like put on it. That was supposed to help the scar go away. But for like probably four or five months, I had a scar like Anakin Skywalker going down the side of my face. So I kind of <laughs> wish it had stayed. Like, Yeah, that would kind of give you a little bit of an edge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking back on it, I kind of I wish that it stuck around, but... Couldn't have used the cream. <laughs> yeah, instead, all the only 
scar I have is a little divot from when I had the chicken pox. So, <laughs> dang, yeah, I love Nerf weapons. I, I mean, I remember playing with you. You know, jumping on the trampoline that was so much fun. Just going out there and playing with, you know, Nerf swords or axes. I think my favorite was the axe. I yeah. remember fighting several times with my brother with these Nerf, <laughs> Nerf axes. Just fighting having fun having a good time in a safe way yeah yeah mostly <laughs> unless you run into a pole but <laughs> that's true is that nerf's fault <laughs> <laughs> i guess not no that was user error on my part i can't bl- i can't blame them user error <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good point to make yeah i don't know i don't believe they're they're still making those, those nerf melee weapons those are really fun i know they're still making the the different guns and blasters but yeah i i have to say i'm you know i'm not up to speed on the current nerf market i haven't been uh following that very closely much longer so i I don't know if they're still doing the melee ones or not i would hope that they were but part of me has a feeling that that they're not part of me has a feeling that those were kind of short-lived because I bet people were getting hit pretty hard. <laughs> I bet there were some injuries there. Yeah, I bet they got some complaints and the swords did not last exceptionally long. Um, but I mean, like I said, I don't know. For all we know, there could be even bigger swords out there. Maybe there are spears now and stuff oh, like boy. that. Big, yeah. big giant halberds. Um, one can only hope. <laughs> so there we go, Nerf weapons of ages past (laughs) all right michael i have a word for you crown crown Ooh, okay yeah you know the the first thing that comes to mind when you say crown is that one people i don't i feel like the number of like actual kings and queens in the world has diminished but (laughs) not when it comes to high school, because there are many times where we would do skits or plays or even an English class where we'd have props. And I will always remember our good friend Jacob just wearing the crown. And I believe it was another one of our good friends, Tanner, who piled on like 10 different crowns or hats for our English class, because we would always recreate whether it was Shakespeare or some other literary work of art, but those crowns were always like the go-to prop. (laughs) So I'd say crowns are not used so much as their traditional sense, but they are like A plus props. (laughs) Do you remember, was it senior year Miss Smith's class where we had to write, we had to like recreate a scene from from Shakespeare and we made like sock puppets. Yes, oh my gosh. And we had, I think it was at Hamlet and we were doing like the fight scene where he killed his dad. Definitely, I I do remember recreating that scene and what like, what art form to be doing this with sock puppets, you know? (laughs) Basically just like smack each other's hands back and forth. If Shakespeare could have seen <laughs> what would come <laughs> from these sock puppets. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he, we, I think there's two options. He either is A, rolling in his grave, knowing that his art is being desecrated by our hands covered in gym socks, or he absolutely loves it. And it's his, it was always his vision. I, I would like to imagine that that was his vision, you know, maybe maybe he seemed like the kind of guy that would like to jest at at people being very professional and such he liked to to poke fun so I think he'd love to see what his works have become you know I think what is it Nomeo and Juliet yeah yeah Nomeo oh yeah I'm sure he would have loved that it'd be his favorite movie of all time (laughs) he's got like the posters up on the wall or uh, I know I bet he'd really fun. like Lion King because Lion King is Lion King's Hamlet, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he'd he'd love Lion King. He'd love that. That would be like all that he would watch. Like Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, like that's all all those things that that are his works. 
I think is is she's the man one as well. Mm-hmm. She, maybe it's not she's the man, but she's the man. I'm going to say is based off of Shakespeare work as well. Oh, cool. I, I think it is, but like all just those weird ones that they don't seem like they are, but they're all basically Shakespeare stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be like exclusively what he would watch. True. I feel like Shakespeare is the kind of guy who, you know, he he creates it, and you know, it's it's a great drama, a great piece of work. And then he probably anyone else who tries to replicate it, he's probably like, eh, you know, boring. Like, I've seen this. I know what this is. Show me the gnomes. Show yeah, bring bring me the gnomes. Show me the soccer players, you know, show me the gym socks, <laughs> show me the, the plastic crowns that you'll wear in high school. It's, it's Shakespeare, and he's just surrounded by a field of those little gnomes and the Speedos from Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's perfect. That, that's what comes to my mind with the crown is the irony. I love what that. it is, and all the good times. Also, Burger King, do they still give out those, those crowns? I don't know i don't know were those for like birthdays is that what it was you go and you get a birthday i think crown? so yeah. yeah uh next week we'll report we'll see if any of us was able to <laughs> grab yeah. a crown <laughs> okay yeah All great right. well i do have another word for you norman that word is haircut haircut uh, by the looks of it obviously michael neither you or me are very familiar with those <laughs> no not in, not in the last at least a year <laughs> yeah it's been a while for both of us um i have not cut my hair since freshman year of high school um, wow yeah growing up i always got my hair buzzed by my dad he was in the national guard for a little while um so that was what he knew how to do was was just buzz cuts um so yeah, i would always I get my buzz. hair buzzed up until like freshman year and when i was starting high school my dad was like okay you're in high school now you can do whatever you want with your hair so i decided that i would grow it out after my entire life having it short i decided to to rebel and grow out my hair um <laughs> grow so, the afro yeah so freshman year because it's so curly it grew into an afro and I think there are still pictures of it on my Instagram if you scroll back far enough of the actual afro. And I used to put used to put a pick in it, and I'm not super proud of that face. <laughs> <laughs> I was that was pretty bad. That was pretty cringy. I don't know who let me do that. Um, and then sophomore <laughs> year of high that, school, obviously. yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. No one stopped me, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. then sophomore year, I started wearing it down. And that's when I kind of went into like, I would wear it and kind of have part of it in front of my eye, in front of my face. And I would have this long curly hair and I would, um, I'd put like this, uh, like gel in it. So it would kind of create this like shell. So it was very like that, like scene phase, but obviously I couldn't do it when I was in middle school, like everyone else did. Um, so I had to hit it. <laughs> so you just did it a few years later. Yeah. Plus it I never really, it never really worked because my hair is so curly. So it was just like ringlet curls, like hanging in front of my eyes. Um, and then I think, honestly, I think I wore it down until senior year. I think senior year is when I started pulling it back into a ponytail pretty often. And now this is basically how I always wear it is I just pull it back in a ponytail. So, nice. but yeah, my definition of haircut is, um, not necessary you don't need them yeah not required don't cut your hair it's way cooler not to (laughs) it is it really is i mean obviously i had you know medium length hair i'd say growing up as a kid you know noran had like a haircut pretty short to his head i always had a bowl cut like in (laughs) elementary school (laughs) like uh my my mom would cut my own hair and you know, you could tell. <laughs> I didn't notice anything wrong with it at the time until like, you know, now I'll look at old pictures and be like, what the heck? Who who allowed this? Yeah. Did she who do was, it like with the bowl and everything? Like, did she put a bowl no, on top of your head? It, no, it wasn't the bowl, but I mean, it was pretty like straight across, yeah. you know, pretty, pretty straight things, <laughs> you know? And, and as a kid, I didn't notice whatsoever. That was something I think I grew up like, you know, it, ignorant bliss as a child I just didn't think about things like fashion or haircuts until later of course and I'm like oh my gosh who let me who let me outside of the house <laughs> yeah I kind of I kind of miss when it was that easy you know yeah you're just like yeah sure put 
put me in whatever you want, do my hair, whatever you want to make me look like. I'm going to go roll around in that pile of mud anyway. So it's not going to matter in <laughs> two minutes. Those, those days of innocence, you know, and then, yeah, haircuts became a thing. But I always had like medium length hair and I did have long hair for a little bit. I think that was, I can't remember, somewhere along middle like school. Maybe. Middle school. Yeah. Like sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. You had like the Bieber cut. I did. Yeah. That was like, I can't remember where that was in relation to Bieber, but yeah, very similar <laughs> haircut. And then I, I cut it short and then uh, I haven't cut my hair since I got married over a year ago so yeah, nice. it's just been growing long so i agree with norin does kelsey because, like it does she prefer it long yeah she does um it was just like part of covid and i like i worked landscaping so it was just like i was always so busy you know i didn't yeah. have time to get a haircut you know um and i i just decided to keep growing it because i've always kind of wanted to have long hair and here it is so I enjoy it. Yeah. Haircuts are optional. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Michael. Well, I got another word for you. Um, How about hero? Hero. Oh, man. This is a cool one. Um, Naren and I growing up definitely grew up on the nerd spectrum. Yeah, if that um, wasn't obvious. <laughs> I was going to say, Nor- Norrin's background gives us a prime example. Um, at one point, my wall was covered in similar posters. And, you know, that, that, those are like the heroes I grew up with. You know, I I think we mentioned, Norrin and I talked before in an earlier podcast when we were talking about like, oh, who are our heroes? You know, I said so many people that we grow up with, you know, like there are heroes in World of Warcraft and you know, Marvel Universe and Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, like all of those definitely come to mind when I think of Hero. Just the these great examples I had growing up, you know, just I, I love them. You know, I, I loved all of their different courage, cursely aspects, heroic aspects. Um, and now, like we even mentioned before, Norn and I play D&D together to this day. And that's a, a wonderful realm for us to be able to, to create our own heroes and such. So I definitely think that we have had many heroes of like every shape, size, you know, all across the board. <laughs> we, we've had many heroes and I'm grateful for it. You know, I'm grateful for all of those like one creative outlets, but then two also being able to just have these great people to look up to like at any point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. I, I think that we have, we've kind of chosen media that the media that means a lot to you and I is media that is centered around heroes of a various different caliber. Um, but like my favorite kinds of, of characters are the ones like Luke Skywalker and uh, Luke Skywalker and Captain America who, you know, they, they'll take anything on and they'll, they'll never give up and they're always, you know, going to try and do what's right and what's good, regardless of, of what that, you know, what that looks like, you know, they're always, they're all good to the core. And, and sometimes, you know, that gets them into trouble. That's like kind of a flaw, you know, sometimes they're too trusting. So it's not like they're perfect characters. Um, But that's my favorite thing. And that's what like playing Dungeons and Dragons, those are the characters that I like to make are, are good, like heroic, pillar characters um and obviously i you know i'll stray out of that every once in a while um i had my uh i had my warlock who was uh just basically just a jerk he was like the most self-absorbed <laughs> character i've probably ever played um but he was he was a ton of fun to play but it's just that was kind of outside the realm usually i prefer heroes that's like leo leonardo is my favorite ninja turtle luke skywalker is um, one of my favorite characters and like Ahsoka Tano is probably my favorite Star Wars character of all time. And she's very much like that where she's going to do what's right and what's good. Um, mm-hmm. That just makes me happy to know that like there is good out there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's like, that's what I love about, you know, th- this form of media that we like is there are just so many different types of heroes. Like I love Bilbo, 
you know, because he's someone who who loved his nice, comfortable life, you know, and he 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 went out and did something new, you know, and, and did a lot of good, you know, and then, then you have people who are different calibers of heroes, you know, like Captain America, like he's an icon, you know, the the whole nation, you know, the whole Marvel universe like looks up to this person, you know, and, and Ahsoka Tano, like she has her own um, you know, conflicting past, you know a lot of ups and downs and stuff, um, a lot of troubles, and she kind of finds her own way to be a hero, you know, I just love how there, there's not a fixed way to be a hero, you know, you don't need to be Superman to be a hero, you can, you can be whatever type of hero you want, so. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why those kind of stories, I think, mean so much to me, is because in, in each of them, in, in each one of those heroes, you know, I may not be exactly like Bilbo, I may not be exactly like Steve Rogers, but I can find pieces of them that I can relate to. And through seeing how many different paths there are to take to being a hero, I can, you know, it, it reminds me that I can make my own path, be my own hero. And I just take bits and pieces from each of them. And that's, yeah, that's cool. It's very, it just makes me very happy. true. I wish I could have kind of like a overview of my life and see okay what were my favorite heroes at different points yeah, in my life you know just awesome. to see kind of like what it was that I was drawing from that character so man yeah it's just so cool because no matter where you're at there's a hero you can look up to you know um, in today's world it might be hard finding a hero but there are a lot of great people out there you know and even if you feel like you can't find anyone the the world of you know, nerd stuff, <laughs> geek stuff is full of them. You can find yeah, them anywhere. So. Exactly. Yeah. If you can't find a light in the real in the real world, there's always a light. You know, on the on the screen or in books. Um, that's pretty cool and probably the nerdiest thing that we've ever said, at least on this <laughs> show so far. Um, but yeah, that's. I think that's a sentiment that you and I both both share and both really hold on to yeah definitely Dang. all right norn well i'll take it a different direction what comes to mind when i say the word punk p-u-n-k yeah um i mean a lot of different stuff my my dad for one definitely comes to mind um growing up in high school my dad was like a big skate punk he skated all the time and listened to like thrash metal and, and skate punk and all that kind of stuff. Um, my dad was a big rule breaker and there's always, I feel like there's a ton of stories that I have yet to hear. Um, and the ones that I have heard are, uh, some of them are pretty crazy. I love the story about my father throwing a pair of scissors at vice president Al Gore. Um, Oh, wow. <laughs> Have I told you this story, Michael? No, please. Yeah. Strap in, my friend. As an example in this dictionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going back to uh, Boise High School um, in, I guess it would be the 80s when my dad was born, 71. So yeah, it would be like, probably like 84, 85. Um, so 19, 1980s, Boise High School. Um, at this time, Al Gore has not yet been elected vice president. He is running. Um, in the meanwhile, his wife, Tipper Gore, has created the uh, PMRC, PRMC, the Parental Music Rating Council, the PMRC, Parental Music Rating Council. They're the people who invented the parental advisory thing to slap mm. onto. Basically, she was trying to censor music and stuff like that. And so being a you know like a skater punk that was totally not cool with my dad and his friends and that circle that he paid attention to in the media um and so while running for vice president al gore was touring around making speeches you know and kind of trying to get people on a side you know like you do when you run for vice president as one does um and <laughs> one of these speech speeches was in the gym at boise high school and so uh the gym, at least how it used to be, I don't know if Boise ever got renovated or not, but at least in the 80s, the gym was kind of two-tiered. So you had like the bleachers and then you had like the nosebleed section up top. Um, my dad and his friends were up top in the nosebleeds. And uh, 
Al Gore and Tipper Gore come walking out to start making their speech. And my dad and his friends start booing and yelling and swearing. And they start just throwing whatever they have. So they're crumpling up paper and throwing them and like these folders and pencils and just grabbing whatever they could like out of their school supplies, like their binders. My dad pulled a pair of scissors out and flung it and hit Al Gore like right in the shoulder with his pair of scissors. And it, it was like the handles and it just kind of like bounced off. It's not like he stabbed Al Gore, but um, they were just throwing stuff like their shoes and their hats. And uh, my dad said the like police had to come in and like grab them and drag them out of the gymnasium. And so they, they took my dad and my, and his friends and, and pulled them out. And so that's that when, when you say punk, that is, probably one of the first thing that comes to mind is my father because he was um quite the uh quite the rebel in in school um and then of course just obviously uh that influenced kind of my own like music taste and stuff and so you and I were pretty into um punk rock growing up as well um more of the like pop punk side of things with like Green Day and Blink-182 and All American Rejects but that uh, music influence has been something that is still kind of stuck with me to this day. Um, so I still really like that kind of pop punk and like Midwest emo kind of vibe. That's still what I listen to today, but that is definitely what, especially like middle school, high school era, that was like almost exclusively what we had playing in the car whenever we drove anywhere. So. Yeah, man, if I could go back to a, a memory from high school definitely would be the, those late night drives with you and I driving through just blasting punk music as we're just singing along to it. Those are definitely some of my favorite memories. Um, it's just so satisfying being able to just kind of like jam together yeah. um, with music blaring. So like music has always been something that Nora and I have definitely shared. Um, we loved discovering like new bands, like new music. I remember, you know, when we were in high school, it was more common that you would buy CDs, you know, when an artist came out with an album is, you know, typically you would buy the album, you know, Spotify did exist and such, but I remember buying like all of Green Day's new albums. And I remember one day for like one of my birthday days Norin brought me like a bunch of albums that he had burned <laughs> onto discs you know it was just like a whole collection of Green Day albums and that was like a, a great birthday present that was many hours spent listening to music yeah we we listened and we we made we got together and we jammed playing guitar a couple of times we did that quite a bit um yeah so music has always kind of influenced us a lot. I, I, uh, I mean, I'm sure this is not ex by any means exclusive to me, but I used to pirate music quite a bit um, back in middle school and high school. Um, I had a little iPod Touch, and basically, I would do the uh, video to MP3 conversion websites. I would just, <laughs> I, uh, I know those. I would just paste YouTube videos in there and pop out MP3s, and then load them into iTunes so I could load them onto my. Uh, on my iPod touch. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was, that was good. It was stuff. quite a, a system back then. You had to get them in the right form, format and such. And I remember having an iPod, iPod, you know, and back then, like now my phone has like 128 gigabytes of storage back then. Like my iPod had 32, I think. Yeah. And when you listen to as lot, as much music as Norn and I, you had to like hand choose, okay, well, who do I want to listen to? You know, you'd have to filter it out and such. So definitely, I think punk rock, pop punk was definitely our most listened to genre. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if, if the, this curly hair scene cut wasn't uh, like emblematic of that, then, <laughs> then I don't know what was. Uh, what was the what was the name of our band or bands? We had a uniquely untitled. One. Uniquely untitled. There we go. Uniquely untitled. Yeah, and we played at the the eighth grade dance. We played all the small things. We did like week one eighty two, and we were we were big deals. We played at the dance, and I think there might be a YouTube video out there somewhere 
Yeah, it might be. Someone might need to dig that up. (laughs) Yeah, might be a YouTube video of Uniquely Untitled out there. Just search them up on YouTube. May or may not still exist out there. Um, And then I remember we knew one and a half songs. We knew all the small things really well. We started learning The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Like we started Uniquely Untitled in eighth grade. We played the dance. We got together a couple times over the summer. We got to high school freshman year and then we broke up and we never we never we mastered we never mastered jimmy eat world um we we probably practiced it like maybe once or twice at sessions all together mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was yeah that was a short-lived time when we were in that band but we were on top of the world for that short time yeah i mean it's as far as i know we're the only band to have played in the Bilberg gym so <laughs> oh and and honestly if that is incorrect please don't correct us because it makes us feel a lot better yeah, believing don't that we're the only band to us. have ever played in the Billboard gym. We need to like sign it like they do at the <laughs> CBGBs, just sign the walls. Uh, like the uh, like the practice room and the choir room. Yeah, definitely. We all wrote on the bricks. They're tearing that place down. Are they? They're oh, getting boy. a new fine arts building, so they're tearing that down. And I was telling my mom, I was like, is there any way you can get the brick? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> we need our brick. But <laughs> dang. All right, Michael. How about fire? Fire? Oh man. Well, I grew up camping a lot. I w- I was like involved in scouts and stuff through church. So I- I'd go camping probably like once a month you know, if all things are going good and like fire is one of the best parts about camping, (laughs) you know, unless you have a dedicated fire pit or fireplace, you can't just light fires in your front yard. You know, that that, you just can't, some people disagree with that. Um, so, (laughs) so the amount of fires that you get to light is limited in the suburbs, at least where normal. That's fair. Yes. (laughs) And I think that's a good thing. I think, I think I'm okay with that. Um, but going camping was always a great time because we could just make wonderful fires, you know, and you can do a lot of good things, you know, you can grill some wonderful food up on it. Roasting marshmallows is just such a perfect experience. I love marshmallows, roasting marshmallows. Um, but I think fire, that, that's always what comes to my mind is just like camping, being able to like go out and camp and create your own fire it's just a whole lot of fun. I remember especially camping with like a a bunch of other (laughs) young kids. Um, You'd have to be careful because some people weren't always the brightest. I always remember um, to this day, um, we were camping in this one place and there were a lot of dry tumbleweeds around us. So we would have the fire and then every once in a while, some kids would run out and grab some tumbleweeds and then they would toss one onto the fire. And for about 10 seconds, you just had this eruption of flame, just shooting (laughs) 10 feet high in the sky. Everyone would have to step back. You know, all the adults would be like, please stop it. (laughs) Someone is going to get hurt. Something bad is going to happen. Uh, (laughs) And then um, before we knew it, a kid comes around with a tumbleweed the size of him this tumbleweed was longer than my arm span. You know, I couldn't wrap my arms around it. It was just about the size of my desk. And a kid, he had to have planned this. He had to have known that someone would have stopped him. So he ran lightning fast and just chucked this into the fire pit. (laughs) And it just exploded everywhere. (laughs) Flames shooting like 20 feet high in the sky. It only lasted like 20 seconds, but that's the closest I've come to dying from fire from this kid in a tumbleweed. So, (laughs) so my experience with fire is definitely a respect for fire. Um, A lot of good experiences though. Respect for the power of it. I appreciate that. Yeah. Respect for the power of it. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Um, Growing up, my dad um, my parents, I, th- I may have mentioned this before. My parents love cooking. Um, yeah, definitely. My, my they parents are both good food. Yeah. My parents are both fantastic cooks. My dad loves to barbecue, um, and smoke meat. And I remember 
this one time we had the barbecuer, it was kind of like up against the house and my dad was making um, steaks or hamburgers or something. Um, and he usually what he would do is he'd like get it started and then he'd close the lid and uh, kind of let it do its thing, you know, but I think I'm not sure exactly what happened either like the there was like a, a spark of some kind or it just got too hot in the belly of it but too all of greasy. a sudden I, yeah something like that and then there was just this like smoke started to like pour out and we uh pulled the uh grill away from the wall and the side of the house in the backyard had was like kind of sparking and started like flaming a bit so my dad had to rush, grab the fire extinguisher and put it out. And now there's this like scorch mark on the side of our house. <laughs> I remembered from... you telling me about that yeah. experience. Is it still there, that scorch mark? I think so. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I think uh, my dad has tried to kind of scrub it. And so it's smaller now between time and rain and, and scrubbage. But I think, you know, the scar remains of... <laughs> <laughs> The reminder to respect the flame. <laughs> yeah. And, and now the grill is on the other end of the patio, um, not up against anything. So oh, that's probably smart. We, we have yeah. learned. I love, um, I live kind of out, not in a suburb now, not in an apartment complex or anything. So it definitely has opened up opportunities for fire. So uh, it's starting to warm up too. So that's going to be coming along. Yeah. Hopefully no no scorch marks no no burning that I'll have to yeah especially because you got all that down. grass out there you gotta be you gotta be a different kind of careful <laughs> yeah a different kind of careful so yeah be careful with fire it can create a lot of good food a lot of good times but be careful I don't think you and I ever had a fire together did we no I think there were a couple times that we attempted to go camping together and they just never ended up working out. Yeah, I still remember the one time that we got the closest. We actually drove up to the campsite, and then they were all full, and so we had to drive back down, and just ended mm. up sleeping in your living room instead. That's that right. Was, that was the closest we ever got. We <laughs> tried close. it a lot, but Not it just quite. never panned out. <laughs> well, come up to Yellowstone. We'll we'll go camping sometime. Yeah, I've never been to Yellowstone, so yeah, same. Dang. All right, Norn. Well, I have. Word for you. That word is cul-de-sac. That's a good one. Um, I had a little bit of French, I believe. Yeah, uh, I believe at least derived. Um, <laughs> Maybe long from, but <laughs> yeah. distant relative. Um, yeah. So I mean, neither of us lived in a cul-de-sac, but there were a few in our neighborhood. I don't know if we mentioned this before. Michael and I grew up like around the corner from one another. So we were like, I would walk, I would leave my house and cross the canal and then uh, go in through Michael's back gate and, and walk in through his backyard into his uh, house through the back door. Like we were super close. It, it would take like two minutes to walk from my house to his so mm -hmm. um that's why when i say our neighborhood that is what i'm referring to because we lived around the corner from one another but um <laughs> yeah so there were a few cul-de-sacs in our neighborhood um and i we spent you know a decent amount of time in them there was a time where we attempted to be skateboarders um and uh that was very short-lived maybe like two weeks um Maybe that was me and Eric, but um, might have been Eric. That sounds like Eric. I remember um, basketball in the cul-de-sac in front of the Kendricks house. Um, I remember the cul-de-sac that was uh, there had that little park at it. There was like that little playground. Like if you went through that stone path, that was kind of by my house. Um, stone path led back to a cul-de-sac there's a little park there and when mm, pokemon yeah. go first came out there was a pokestop right there and so we'd go sit at that park in that cul-de-sac and sure, that was uh, a lot of fun drop a lure module on that pokestop and just hang out there um but i think more often than cul-de-sacs i think we hung out at chief joseph elementary school that was our main and i guess you could sort of count their parking lot as a cul-de-sac because it has that rounded 
area Ooh. with that like berm <laughs> in are, the middle of it. What are what are the the parameters for yeah i i i think technically they have to be residential so that probably wouldn't count yeah but it was close enough and i feel like we spent more time at chief joseph than we did at an actual definitely um, that was like our our hangout and we had, we had different hangouts at the school too yeah yeah there was the field and the quiet side and then there was that berm in the center yeah the, the, the berm was a lot. classic i remember that one there was that little area by like the lunchroom where technically I think that's like where the dumpsters were, but it was like that little alley. Yeah, that's there. right. Remember when we were digging around in the recycling bin? Okay, let me let me set the scene for you, Michael. So you and I are at Joseph <laughs> Elementary in that alley, climbing into the recycling bin because we're finding these long tubes of cardboard that we can use as swords do you remember this uh and then definitely. the cop shows up yeah we someone Norton and i are just like fighting with these tubes <laughs> you know two two punks the worst we're doing is robbing the recycling bin of these plat these cardboard tubes and fighting we had to have been what would that have been freshman year eighth grade probably sure eighth grade time period probably around then probably eighth grade freshman year um someone must have called the cops on us because they saw us digging through their cycling bins i guess so michael and i are sword fighting with these like wrapping paper tubes like just these cardboard tubes we're just sword fighting with them and all of a sudden this cop shows up and he's like he's like drop it put him down and we're like what's going on yeah like, what and he was like you guys need to clean this up and he like watched as we were like putting the cardboard back in and we were like we were gonna put it away <laughs> like we're not monsters. We're just nerds. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, I like how that's like, you know, the worst thing that we did was just play around with like recycling cardboard tubes. Yeah, we got yelled at for climbing on the roof of the school a couple of times, which we like, did. That's probably. Yeah, that's... I was going to say, if we should have gotten the cops called on us for anything, definitely climbing. the. Roof. It was being up on the roof of that elementary school. Yeah, but the the cardboard tubes come on yeah <laughs> that was a lot of fun always remember um one of our friends who his house was right you could see the back of his house from chief joseph especially from the roof were you there when we was that climbed the roof and, and his, his mom, mom started yelling us? at us <laughs> get down from there <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was awesome we, we I, had a lot of fun there for a while they were like redoing the roof or something so they had like these trucks that were parked on the blacktop just under oh, it that had right. like all this yeah. cardboard stuff piled in it so we'd climb up on the roof and then jump off into the back of the truck that had like all the cardboard stuff in it yeah it had like all of their their trash from remodeling modeling that's right that was yes. really fun so we jump off into the back of the truck to cushion our fall <laughs> yeah because that was the thing is we could get up easily enough using their rain gutters like the, the spouts that touch to the ground so we'd climb up on those but those are a bit harder to get down on yeah so <laughs> yeah the that way truck... that the gutter kind of overhung so that the gutter was was past the uh spout so you could climb up really easy and then get your hands on the gutter and pull up, but it was hard to get your hands back down to the uh, to the spout that, that yeah, slid down. So you couldn't harder. get down as easy. So we had to get creative. We jumped into a lot of dumpsters. <laughs> yeah, Norman and I had a lot of fun growing up. Yeah, and, and like you said, that uh, cardboard tube is probably the most trouble that we ever got in. Um, yeah, no. We didn't. We we're pretty good respectful kids pretty bad punks but yeah <laughs> we didn't throw any scissors you know but pretty good respectful kids um because well i mean i think that was part of it us part part of us being as nerdy as we are is we didn't need a lot of we didn't need a lot to kind of stimulate our imaginations and and yeah. have something fun for us to do like we could come up with stuff to keep us entertained pretty easy especially once we started playing uh magic which uh is my next word for you Ooh, magic that's a good segue huh yeah that's perfect man yeah well magic definitely um 
like Narn and I love pretty much anything that is like in the nerd or geek realm. You know, we, we love all of that. We, we love sci-fi, you know, we love um, classical things. We, we love kind of your Tolkien kind of style of fantasy, but magic is like, at least personally has always been my favorite. You know, I, I love old timey fantasy magic. So that's that's one reason why like Dungeons and Dragons is my favorite is because it's just such a part of it, just being able to have magic. Um, I think really as far as like anything in the, the fantasy creative realm, if I could have anything, it would be magic. Um, Cause that, that was always like a, a good ticket item for me is, you know, if Lord of the Rings has a little bit of magic, I love it. You know, Harry Potter had some magic. I loved it. Um, one of like my favorite, Norn and I's favorite book series was Aragon, you know, and, and that was all about this kid learning magic um, and having a dragon. Dragons are definitely yeah. top tier. <laughs> They're definitely top tier magic. Um, and then I think it was uh, the immortal Nicholas Flamel. Did you read that, Norn? Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I, I listened to it audiobook form that summer that I worked for the Parks and Recreation Department. Oh, that's um, right. I listened to the whole thing on audiobook while I was painting. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite series just because of the way that they do magic creatively. So I think that's why I did like Aragon and Secrets of the Immortal Nicholas Fumel is because they came up with cool, unique ways of doing magic. Um, and of course, Magic the Gathering, <laughs> that's a whole nother branch of magic, but that's just full of like magic and being able to create your own worlds and your own armies you know your own deck so Norton and I definitely played a good amount of magic and I think this probably ties back a lot to your dad as well mm -hmm. I think we can thank your dad a lot for like the childhood we grew up with because your dad just like shared things with you and then since I was like one of your best friends you know you'd just be like well Michael let's try this out and then we try it out and then we'd end up loving it so magic yeah. the gathering was definitely one of those as well yeah yeah no you're right i think definitely a lot of the um i think my dad had a lot of influence on us um because he just he's a pretty cool guy um, he is and you i mean we were hanging out basically constantly so yeah i mean you were over here all the time he basically like half your dad i guess yeah i'd say so <laughs> Um, but yeah, like my, obviously my dad is a big nerd. I'm named after the silver surfer from Marvel comics. So obviously, <laughs> um, nerd is kind of built in to who I am. And my dad growing up collected comic books and, um, played video games and like Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering. And my dad would, you know, obviously I would see my dad enjoying all this. And so I'd be like, dad, can I try it? And so I remember like when we were getting into D&D, my dad would like, we'd come over and be like, can we play D&D? And he would like, I think he he probably ran like one or two games for us. And then he was like, here is a printed out PDF copy of the player's handbook. Just learn how to do it. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah, just learn how to do it yourself. And then with, with Magic, my dad would take us to Phoenix Fire Games to play in... Uh, tournaments on the weekends and and open up new packs of cards so that was always fun me you and my dad hanging out at the game store playing magic over the weekend and, mm -hmm. and building decks and that was yeah that was always a big a big part of of us growing up that was so much fun yeah i i think my childhood without like magic in it not just the card game but like the concept of magic it would not be the same like at all whatsoever like that was just such like a foundational part of my childhood growing up is just like you know the magic and all these different worlds centered around magic you know if you took that away that would be crazy yeah and i think honestly it, it's crazy to think that something so like abstract and you know kind of weird and, and nerdy is such like a pillar of of us but it it so is like if I, I, even as as like a, a kid kid in like elementary school, I was like reading the Spiderwick Chronicles and running around with the uh, the field guide 
trying to find the little spiderwick monsters and i had like the dragonology and wizardology books oh so i, was, I like, love those yeah finding rocks and being like this is clearly a dragon egg obviously this <laughs> obvious stone is a dragon egg um and then trying to do like the the wizardology learning all about it and and all that like that's such just a hallmark i can't imagine i think michael I, like i mentioned before i think if we didn't have it i think we would have gotten into a lot more trouble because probably we had all this fantastical stuff that was beyond our world that we used to you know as like an escape so we didn't need we, we didn't need other methods we didn't need to get in, into trouble or anything like that because we we could get away in these other ways by, by playing D&D and video games and all that. So I think that's, honestly, I think that's part of the reason that we weren't more uh, rambunctious. Yeah, I think it's incredible to think about how like, you know, if you go back 50 years ago, there were adults who, who thought that magic was like satanic, you know, and that it was not good for kids to, you know, I, I know that I still, you know, I, I have members of like my extended family who they grew up like not letting their kids read Harry Potter because they, they thought it wasn't good. You know, that's incredible to think of, you know, how, how magic was viewed in the past. Like D&D, that was something that, you know, a lot of. Yeah, the big satanic panic. Yeah, groups were saying that, hey, this is not good for your kids. You know, they're, they're going to get trapped in this world. It's going to, it's, you know, a, a gateway to worshiping satan or you know whatever it is you know gateway to drugs or anything and here we are saying you know what it probably kept us out <laughs> yeah without it we would have turned out a lot worse yeah yeah so that's yeah yeah all right michael i think i think we got time for one more word okay all right um <laughs> okay let's let's pick a good one Let's go with pets. P-E-T-S, pets. Yeah. I've had the same dog since the first grade. Yeah, I cannot believe, believe <laughs> Sandy. Oh my gosh. She is ancient. She's like 17 at this point. Um, got her in the first grade. Um, she is, we got her from the pound. Um, she was a rescue. Um so we don't really know what she is. She's she's a mutt. She's a mix. Um, she has a little bit of like wire hair terrier in her, um, but she's uh, white fur, black spots with a really cute black face, and she's about mid sized maybe up to my knee. Um, and she has just been awesome. She's like the chillest dog. She like doesn't bark or like cause trouble she, she doesn't dig she's really well behaved like she won't come in the kitchen while we're eating she just sits and waits she uh um she's just awesome she is super just super chill and, and relaxed and she loves well she used to love belly rubs she has a hard time rolling over to allow you to bet her belly now that she's so oh, old yeah. um so she doesn't really like them as much as she used to but she used to like if you were sitting on the couch she would come up and just flop on her back yeah i feet. remember that every and time i'd sit down sandy would just come trotting over and then just plop just, <laughs> just give you a belly on to, the back and so that you would just sit there feet. and just rub use your feet and just rub her belly um she loved it she's great um she probably does not have she's probably not long for this world <laughs> much much <laughs> no. longer she is very old and she's not doing great she has a little bit of a skin condition now that we got to give her uh pills for to help calm down and she i think she's just kind of sore all the time now she has trouble laying down um yeah. and getting back up so she just spends a lot of time kind of trotting back and forth now because she doesn't like laying down um so but i mean the fact that she's made it this long um my mom took her to the groomer yesterday i went to go pick her up and I, I walked in and every time I pick her up from the groomer, the groomer lady is like, she's so old, you know, this dog, she's just such an old dog. And they absolutely love her there because she is just super chill. Um, but they were like, how old is she? And I was like, Oh, well, I got her in the first grade. Um, so, <laughs> and the lady was like, was like, Oh, and how old are you? Like, like 18. And I was like, no and then one of the other workers piped up and she was like 18 no he's like 25 
26 27 <laughs> and i was like i was like okay we don't got to go any higher than that <laughs> wait we, a minute wait a minute <laughs> we could stop there so i was like no i'm 22 <laughs> um and and they were like yeah she is she's ancient and they were trying to figure out like how old was the oldest dog in the world like are you gonna have a record <laughs> um so she, she's old she's like definitely a favorite it'll be a, a sad day when her time comes but she has definitely blessed our lives <laughs> even mine i love sandy so holy cow uh, oldest dog in the world was a dog named bluey who was 29 years old okay so uh no i will not have a record i <laughs> do not think she's gonna live 12 more years <laughs> No, probably not. But she has lived a good life. That's for she sure. She has lived a good life. She loved fetch. She she loves going on walks. She doesn't she doesn't like walks much anymore because she, she doesn't like walking very much anymore. But <laughs> yeah, her, you just pull out a tennis ball. She never really needed m- many other toys because tennis ball was her favorite. So yeah, she was always pretty simple. So pretty we just got her a bunch of tennis balls. Yeah, she was chill. She she just kind of would would hang out and play fetch and yeah. Yeah, she's good. Dang. Yeah, I had a lot of pets growing up. Like, I, I I loved having pets. And I think that came, my dad was the kind of kid that would, like, catch anything in the wild. And his dad let him keep it as long as he could take care of it. So that kind of transferred to me. Because I had, like, I, I'd catch snakes and keep them. Like, I, I had a pet crawdad for a while <laughs> in the little... Um, little stream that ran <laughs> between Norrin and I. I I found a crawdad once in the winter and kept him like I had lizards cats frogs I think frogs are definitely some of my favorites I'm planning on getting some now <laughs> so that, that's going to be my newest pet here but I actually never did have a dog I think I had pretty much everything but I had a mouse <laughs> too that was another one I, I had a mouse, mouse you had cats so, yeah, yeah everything but a dog i remember your cats loved me flower was always coming over and trying to hang out with me but i am quite allergic to cats so i was always like no please don't touch (laughs) me i know you'd like sit down and i could see flowers start making her way towards she would like lock eyes on me and start coming over and i was like no go away (laughs) yeah oh that that was definitely um nice i love cats cats are great my, my wife has had cats and she's had like fancier cats because she's allergic. So she has to get hypoallergenic oh, yeah. cats. So she wants to get a cat here. Our landlord won't let us, he, he'll let us get away with frogs though. So, well, that's a nice replacement. <laughs> They're pretty much the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So we're going with frogs, um, but hopefully a, a cat one day. Um, do you think you'll ever get a pet yourself, Norin? I would love to. Um, I, I would love to get, um, another dog. I know that my parents don't want another dog. So until I, um, make my way, um, into a more, uh, individualized, uh, living situation, um, then I, I would love to, um, probably a dog is, is what I would do. Cause I love dogs. Um, for a while I had a, I had a betta fish. Um, oh, dang. its name was Devin. Um, you remember Devin, Michael? Good old Devin, yeah. You, you remember Devin? It was senior year of high school, and you and me and Caleb were—I think we were going to spend the night at my house. We were playing D and D, and there was a knock at the door, and we went to open it, and there was a uh, one of those little plastic bowls with a blue betta fish in it on in front of the door with a note on top that said. Um, this is my son, Devin. I'm afraid I can no longer take care of him. Uh, please, please look <laughs> after him. And it turns out it was uh, one of our friends uh, on, a, on a date. They thought it would be fun to ding-dong dish me with a baitish. So I had a... Uh, good. Did, you, uh, did you freeze up? No, I did not. Okay. My screen looked frozen, but if you can oh, okay. hear me, then I'll keep going. Um, yeah, Devin uh, was a good friend. Yeah, so we left the D&D game immediately, went and bought a fishbowl and some rocks and plants to put inside to keep him happy, um, and took good care of Devin through senior year of high school. 
then I left to go to college and I had to leave Devin behind because I didn't have room in my dorm room for his tank because I had upgraded him. I took him, he, I took good care of that fish. He had a little, yeah, you the did. little plastic bowl he came in. Then I got a bigger glass bowl and then I got a, a nice filtered tank. Do you remember we went to like, we went to some kind of thrift store and I bought this big, like, it was like eight gallon tank or something that I got for him. Um, five, five or eight gallons. I got this tank for him, put him in that had like a built-in filter and it could like grow lemongrass and stuff in it. Um, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty fancy kit that I picked up for him. And I was at college yeah, taking care of it. and then I, I couldn't take him with me because I couldn't fit that in my dorm. So my little brother was taking care of him. Um, and I got a text probably two or three months later that Devin had died and my brother killed my fish. He claims no. that it wasn't his fault, but Logan killed Devin. <laughs> Logan killed Devin. That's in the dictionary. There's this long rant about pets. And then at the end, Logan P.S. Logan killed Devin <laughs> and uh, he is still at large to this day. We need to take him down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, well, that was good. That is, those are all of the words in the Goodland Dictionary. There are no other words in the dictionary in Goodland. Yep. Yes. This is edition one. Yes, it will continue to grow and evolve as, you know, as dictionaries are wont to do. But in this edition one, these like seven words are all that's in it. It's it's, it's like, like maybe a three pamphlet. Pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trifold, trifold pamphlet. Um, and uh, with that, thank you for coming along with us uh, on this trip back into the valley, this trip back to Goodland. We really appreciate you coming along with us. Um, it's always always a good day here in Goodland, and even better when we're here with you, listening and watching. So that means a lot. Um, if you are checking us out for the first time on YouTube, uh, like and subscribe, and, and that is great. If you are, um, if you want to jump in the conversation, leave a comment below. Let us know some words that you'd like to hear, and maybe we'll reply um, to your comment and, and get back to you that way. And we can add some more words that way. Um, if you are on iTunes, a five-star rating helps us grow, helps us become more visible. So that's great. Um, Obviously, if you know if you don't think it's five stars, I'm not gonna make you do it. But this is good land where everything is good, so I think you're a little bit legally obligated. But if you like <laughs> Michael and I, if you like our voices, and you would like, if you like D D or you think you might want to check it out, check out Dungeon Stories, another podcast that we run, available on YouTube and all your other pod chasers. Um, Check me out on Twitch, I guess, if you want, since I'm doing that now. That's a new thing I just started. Yeah. Emerald underscore, so check that out. Um, anything anything you want to plug, Michael? Anything you no. works? Just um, listen to us again. Share us. Come back. Um, yeah, help us grow as much as possible and uh, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, we're always open for suggestions. So if you have an idea for an episode, something you want us to react to or questions to ask each other, let us know. We, we would love to take some suggestions and do it that way. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. But for now, with that, everybody, this has been Goodland, and I'm glad you're alive. <laughs>